0: Welcome to another episode of Preferred Walk-On, PFF's college football show. Another in-person one, Dawn. Our second time doing this. We're in lovely Indianapolis right now at the NFL Combine in our Airbnb. Right now, I got the St. Louis Cardinals table, St. Louis Cardinals chairs that we're sitting on right now, dude. Uh, It's been a... Whirlwind seventy-two hours here in Indianapolis, man. But we are having an absolute blast here at the combine.
1: Absolutely, and I, I've I've actually never been here before for this. And to me, especially the media room, that's the definition of controlled chaos. But it's so much fun. There's just big names everywhere, coaches, GMs, players, just everything you could ask for, all in all in one room. As a football freak, really. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's been a great time. Don't forget the Louisville Cardinals behind you too. Of course, but uh, you know, can't forget Maybe they're them. just Cardinals fans. Uh, Maybe like, like Arizona Cardinals fans. I didn't know Indy represented. Every cardinal yeah. on earth, like I, I think it's like, just the
0: owner of this Airbnb is a massive,
1: it, it must be. I don't know, I don't know who it is. Like, you know, I, you know, me, the New York thing, and the Cardinals yep. don't really mix so much, but like, I, I get it, I get it around here. I guess it's close enough, but no, we've, we've been having a blast, man. There's just so much all packed into one building. It's, it's, it's insane.
0: It's insane just the people that you run into. Like, I, uh, Andy Reid, like, bumped into me a little bit. He's like, Hey, sorry about that. And I was like, Oh, don't worry about it. I think it was some random guy. I turned around, I was like, Dude, you just won the Super Bowl like three weeks ago. Like, it's insane. Like, just the people that you rub well, shoulders he, with he, here.
1: Well, you didn't bump him nearly as hard as Travis
0: Kelsey but no yeah, I did no. not no so, I, I don't I don't, I don't think you could I'm pretty think, sure I don't think you'd budge if I bumped into him like that honestly but man we we saw a lot over the so we still obviously are not even halfway through the combine right now so there's still a lot to see but we saw some head coaches some GMs at the podiums for the first time uh, and one of the things that you wanted to talk about first was a lot of the new head coaches a lot of the new GMs that we saw uh, at the podiums and a couple guys see you really stood out yeah a lot of the messaging from you know, teams that have had re- regime changes really
1: kind of stuck out to me. You know, I, I love Dave Canales' yeah. presser. I thought I think his positivity and his vision, like, it just, it, it just lights up a room, man. And I think he's the exact right guy for Bryce Young. I was already feeling that before with the way he ran his offense with Baker Mayfield, heavy RPO, like kind mm-hmm. of modern ball control. But clearly a vision, and he made a big point about, I thought, keeping – Giro Averro on as his DC, yes. you know, he, he kind of told the yep. Panthers brass, he's like, I will fix the offense personally. And, and taking ownership of it, understanding there's a process, his attention to detail, I, I thought was amazing. And his positivity comes from Seattle. Originally, I, I very much reminded me of Pete Carroll. Well, a yeah, you know, a little but, bit, and, yeah, yeah. And, and just, just, I just, I did. It was after a while, I got like this Pete Carroll vibe where I'm like, you know what? I think Bryce Young kind of needs that. Like, yeah. Let's, let's embrace it. Like everybody spent the whole year tearing him down and compared him to Stroud and doing all that. But really really embrace Bryce Young embrace his talent and look they don't have a first round pick which makes it hard for him and Dan Morgan but I think picking 33rd they can still get a really really good player like if they need another weapon if they need a tackle like you know the top 50 60 in this draft I think it's a deeper draft than last year right absolutely and at 33rd they they could get a nice pick I thought Canales stood out I thought um Joe Ortiz for the Chargers and his, yeah. mes- his messaging stood out we didn't see Jim Harbaugh he's not here I'm not sure if he'll be here this weekend I think he's coming, but he's not going to speak to the media. I believe, the, but I think he'll be here. Though. Ortiz is it for him? It was more about messaging and changing a culture, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's hearing the words. I'm like, these are words I've heard from Jim Harbaugh before, everywhere he's been: San Francisco, Stanford, probably back in his San Diego days. Like you just the same things about building the culture and one day at a time and all of that stuff. So, uh, I I thought the Chargers right now the message was really just getting everybody aligned. And I I think Ortiz, it was really good for him to mention. It's very early in the process for them, right? Like the season didn't end for a lot of these teams too long ago. And, you know, everybody – we do the mocks and all that stuff, and everybody is like, take this guy, take that guy. And they're just – you know, they're in a spot, look – fifth overall pick in the draft. You need a lot of things. So they're going to look at just about everything except quarterbacks, obviously, with Herbert. But I think for them it's more about changing the culture and the messaging. And the third big one for me, I thought, um, was the Falcons. Raheem Morris being the new head coach. Terry Fontenot is a holdover. But I think really – the emphasis everybody's asking them about quarterbacks right now, right? And especially with the news we heard about Ryan Poles wanting to get a fields decision done as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. I think Atlanta's squarely in that mix. And Raheem Morris, maybe the line of the week so far has been, you know, somebody asked him about better quarterback play and he was like, Well, if we had better quarterback play, I probably wouldn't be here right now. So it's Josh Fighter doesn't Ritter, very honestly. Clearly a point of emphasis yeah. to add add talent, whether it is fields or a draftee. I'm curious to see if they if they're aggressive enough to trade up into the top three. I think I think Atlanta, after Chicago makes their decision, Atlanta could be the next most interesting team. But clearly from both of those guys, that's a point of
0: emphasis. That, that was a big thing I took away too <clears throat> excuse me, Raheem Morris was brutally honest in his pressure. You get a lot of coach speak from the GMs and the and the head coaches, even the players have got a lot of coach speak today too. But dude, Raheem Morris, when he had that quote, it was like whoa. Okay, like he clearly is like, no, 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 we are upgrading at quarterback. We are not going into 2024 with what we had in 2023. So, uh, yeah, you mentioned Justin Fields is, would be an option for them. Maybe got guy like Kirk Cousins, if the Vikings do let him walk, trade for another, like Russell Wilson should be available. And then also, maybe he's into, you know, J.J. McCarthy. Maybe he's into Michael Pennish Jr. in the second round or something like that, too. So, yeah, Atlanta is certainly going to upgrade at quarterback. I want something with the Bears, though, because Ryan Poles did not have a podium, which would have been surrounded if he did. But he did uh, do a little press conference for a lot of Chicago Bears media members, and he was basically saying, "Hey, we're getting this. We're gonna figure this out soon. I'm gonna do right by Justin. I'm not gonna." So uh, to me, that sounds like okay. We're gonna try to tell him as soon as possible, and not let this you know guy hang over his head the whole offseason. What do you do? You think the Bears ultimately are gonna you know trade away Justin Fields and take Caleb Williams? Like that feels like the foregone conclusion right now. But do you think there's a chance? They stick it out with him and trade that number one overall pick for the second year in a row.
1: Um, I personally, I would not trade the number one pick, whether have Fields or not. I would, I would just take. If I'm going to surround Fields, let's surround him with prime talent. Maybe trade down one spot if Washington really wants the first spot to take Caleb. Still taking Marvin Harrison if I'm going that route. A lot of it depends on this week. Look, there's a lot behind the scenes that we don't see. Every every GM has talked about. You know, we get in, we get to know these guys, the makeup, the leadership abilities, all that, the character, all that stuff you know if the bears for some reason feel kind of unsatisfied with what they see this week then they could still keep justin fields but i, I think we're going to have it i honestly if i were making a prediction i think we're going to know probably by the end of next week we'll get through the whole combine and pulls of a few days to sit on it before free agency but he said he really wants it done before free agency one way or the other and you know and again he's got 80 million dollars in cap space so if he's going to surround fields with talent he needs to know even what type of talent look these these kids in the draft they're different types of passers than fields are they're different players right some things can be similar but caleb's different than fields and daniels they're all the variety in these quarterbacks in this class is one thing and i've told you i think i think the top three quarterbacks in this draft are a lot closer you know in talent, especially in talent level mm-hmm. than, than a lot of people think. I think it's very widely seen that Caleb is like clearly number one. And and I get it. I get the Heisman second really good year on top of it. But there's a big part to me that's also about the plan and the situation, right? The fit, fit with an offensive coordinator. You know, is it a decision? How much input does Shane Waldron have yeah. in, in this decision? Does he want Justin Fields or does he think I like one of these kids better? There's a lot more that goes into it than just, wow, generational. Oh, my God, like take him you have to yeah. like I, I there's a lot polls is going through the process and and to try to figure out that process in the next two weeks it's is, it's gonna be a tough task
0: it's gonna be a tough task but also what's easy for him is that dude the entire NFL is here so he's gonna be wheeling and dealing he's not gonna have to get on the phone he's gonna be able to just talk to these people in person so I, I think we're gonna get maybe a lot of preliminary trade talks done here in Indianapolis of course we won't hear about that until it happens but uh yeah I, I think the plan is and I always have been saying this it's, it's less about who's better, Caleb versus Justin. It's more about Caleb on a rookie contract versus Justin on 40 plus million a year that you're probably going to be paying him. Because he's going to want a Daniel Jones-esque contract, and I don't think that's worth it, especially if Caleb Williams on the board there. So, uh, yeah, I think it's getting done soon. I think the Chicago Bears, uh, it'll be really interesting to see what they actually end up doing. I think that they will end up trading Justin Fields. But it doesn't sound like they're you know, all in on that either right now. I think there's going to be a lot of discussions about what exactly they're going to be doing. Let's talk about the players that we saw. The first time today we saw the players, it was defensive linemen, it was linebackers, uh, who did you love at the podiums today?
1: Uh, well, I think we're both in this one. You have to Johnny Newton, just Our has, guy. A, dude. he's got an electric personality. <laughs> you, you've mentioned this before, and it's really you know we I've seen the episodes before, but I'd see it in person. It just 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 lit up, lit up his podium. Yeah, absolutely. Just from start to finish, confidence. Um, get just, headphones
0: ev- on when he was coming ju- up. Just, on this dude.
1: just a confident guy, confident in his ability, and still looking to get better. I mean, I think I think I like two things I liked about him is is you know he talked about him and Jared Verse talked. about – about they came up as running backs which is crazy to me thinking about their freak pass rushers and 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 you can tell Newton likes to learn right he talks about growing up and his favorite player was Warren Sapp and he looks at the Aaron Donalds and Chris Joneses of the world like I'm always interested in those two things the background and like who do you like who do you model yourself after we've heard from several guys we heard Max Crosby he was mentioned several times today TJ Watt was brought up And, and I like like with Newton With Newton, it's like I grew up watching Warren Sapp. I know what a three technique is supposed to look like. And we were watching this film earlier today, you know, before lunch, and it was like he moves all over the place. Mm -hmm. Like he's, he's, I I think it's kind of weird to me that he's gotten dropped a little bit like more into the early second round conversation because his, his pass rush ability is premium. Yeah. Like he's such an athlete, and he played the second half of the season with, was it a foot fracture?
0: Jones, yeah, Jones fractured his yeah, foot. Yeah. yeah,
1: so I mean, and so he's hampered the second half of the season, and he's still far and away Illinois' best player and a freak up front. Um, Jared Verse, same thing. Started out as a running back, put on a bunch of weight. I, I, that whole story was fun. And then um, I really like one that I saw Edifon Ulefocio, man, talking about his whole journey from he lived in Alaska when he was a kid to Vegas and like the whole journey and everything he saw. At Washington, and just, just such a humble, humble guy with great character. I really – I was impressed with him, honestly. just just But really, all the guys, just great character, all of them. All,
0: a lot of great characters, honestly, and great characters. Like Johnny Newton was, was yeah. one of them. Oh, yeah. Dude, uh, just to kind of put in perspective how ridiculous his second half of the season was with a – basically playing on one foot, he was one of five Power 5 defensive tackles with 75-plus run defense and pass rushing grades, five sacks which were tied for fourth in the Power 5, 19 pressures tied for eighth in the power five playing on one foot. He was still an elite player on one foot. So I agree. I think Johnny Newton's still a first round talent, um, and if he falls the second round man whoever gets him I know Eli really wants him on the Cincinnati Bengals that would be huge for our pod as well if he does go to the Bengals oh, yeah. uh, did you see that he locked eyes with us beforehand and said F oh, yeah oh yeah fuck yeah
1: all oh, you, you you you, guys you guys are tight man I'm know all in just on
0: so, him
1: dude. and just so like just so confident just like brings one of those guys no he guys. commanded that podium. yeah commanded yeah. the podium in his own way and just I, I, I can only imagine what he would bring to a locker room yeah. like something you, every defense needs like those one or two guys that are like just the swagger guys right like I think about like to me like Sauce Gardner is like one of those guys or like um I'm trying to think of another one like even Ray Lewis right used to be like he's the ultimate swagger guy I'm just trying to get Jalen Ramsey yeah Jalen Ramsey's a swagger guy like Johnny Newton's a swagger guy yeah even even from the interior like that's just the type of guy I think you want your locker just energy like it's just a team a team that needs energy a team that needs that jolt even if honestly even if Carolina took him at, like, 33, and we just need an energy guy. I mean, him and Derek Brown insane the same oh, – we, we, we talked about Detroit. Like, oh, he yeah. would fit right in there with all the characters they have in yep. there. Him and Aiden Hutchinson next to each other, that, that would fit well, dude, perfectly. McNeil, yeah. With McNeil filling the egg, absolutely. Yeah, dude. So, I, I, I just think – he he i think he still needs to be in the first round conversation absolutely he
0: so unfortunately with that jones fracture he's not going to be working out he did say though he will be working out the pro day and he basically was like i'm going to light up my pro day so i'm excited for that uh maybe we have to get a a field trip out to champaign illinois for that pro day honestly man but uh yeah check out the interview with johnny newton that's available on our channel literally i think the most honest player i've ever interviewed in my life you know usually so one of the questions i ask players who could have declared is i say hey why'd you come back and usually they say hey i want to win a championship i want to be there i want to get my degree i want to to be there for my guys he literally was like no dude i look at mock drafts i wasn't in the first round i'm going back to school i want to be a first round pick he was brutally honest in that so check out the interview he's an awesome character uh lit it up at the podium today he was absolutely outstanding latu too dude Latu oh, Latu, spectacular. He uh, he handled a lot of questions about his medicals, which are not, I'm sure for him, not a very comfortable thing to talk about. He handled it so well. You know, he was very open about it. Um, another thing I love, he wants to be a firefighter when he's oh, done yeah. playing football, yeah. which I think is awesome. That's 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 great. And and it's just he's like so just. Everything was so well
1: thought out, right? Yes. And I think I think the most amazing thing, first for me, was even major like he had the neck fusion that like I think about like Peyton Manning and other athlete David Wright, Jalen Phillips. I think about yep. guys like who've had that neck fusion and contact sport. It's hard to come back from, but he never had a doubt, no, ever. Just never a doubt in his mind. He was like, "I'm going to the NFL. Yep. Still, this is not a question. It might take a longer road to get there, a weird road to get there." He mentioned Jalen Phillips specifically as as a guy who he's like, look. We've seen this happen before. Like, Jalen went through the same thing, medically medically retired, and then didn't, transfer, and all mm-hmm. that first-round pick. Like, it really the same road. Jalen Phillips a great player now, a yep. great player. So, you know, that that sort of the role model thing, the positivity just radiates off of him.
0: Absolutely. He looks so grateful to be where he is. And, yes. so, and he clearly is not going to let this opportunity slip now. Like, no. he, he that game almost got taken away from him, he, and now he's – you know, where he is now because of it. He is know? as high a character guy as there is
1: in that building right now. I agree. And, and he's yeah. still, and I, and I love too that he talked, he spent a good portion of his time talking about studying pass rush moves, studying pass rushers, Max Crosby, TJ Watt, just constantly, mentally as locked in as he is physically, right? Yeah. And, and just that that just drive to study the game. Because a lot of the talk has been, well, Latu's not quite the athlete that verse, mm-hmm. that maybe a verse or a song. He doesn't have a
0: length either, yeah. right?
1: The length. and, and But he, He battled. He goes, I'll just find another way, right? It's just, it's like kind of defines him at this point. Just, I will find a way to be out there and to be a star.
0: You can almost like, and I mean this in the best way possible, when you watch his tape, you can almost tell that he got medically retired because it's like, he, there's some guys who just try to out athlete other people. And it's like, okay, like how much are you actually working on your craft? He, his craft is honed, man. It is, it is well developed right now. So, um, yeah, he very clearly is where he is because of how hard he worked to get here. And I, I'm really happy that he's, he's here now. Uh, I st- I, dude, I think he's still edge one, honestly. He very well could be.
1: I mean, he just dominated for yeah. really two years. He was the in best player. He might
0: have been the best player in college. We had him number two he, on our list. He would have been a top twenty pick last year.
1: Yeah, and and then he just had the best year of any Power Five player ever. Yeah, I mean ninety six point three. Yeah, right? You yeah. you dig in on how dominant he was and the whole UCLA defense. I don't think we can forget. The we, Murphy twins are really good too. Gabriel Murphy is in this draft. I mm-hmm. mean, they they, they had some freaks on that defense, man. And, you yep. know, And obviously, even now, Deonton Lynn is at USC and mm-hmm. all that. Latu, though, was the engine. Like, he yeah. j- un unblockable. Like, just, I, I don't, his skills as a pass rusher outside, of, he's
0: probably the best one. He I, really I is. I can't remember another guy with a toolbox as developed as him coming and out. And it's every week. He yeah. brings it every single week. Whereas, like, we have seen times, even
1: with Jared Verse, where it's like, some games, the Louisville game, the Florida game, best player on the field by far. Yeah. And there's other games where it's a little quieter. Dallas Turner, I think kind of the same thing, mm-hmm. like you know, up and down a bit. There is no down with lots of it's no. it's always up all the time and and I think I think that is a part of it. Like you mentioned, he's so grateful to just be in this spot and to have earned this spot. Yeah, Not just to be here, he earned it. Yeah. I mean, that's earning it as it gets. switching schools. Medically retired, back up, wasn't sure about, you know. But he, and to be honest with you, the rest of us may not have been sure he was coming back. But, but again, I think what sticks in my mind is it was never, ever no, a doubt. No, he never doubted. Never. He was like, that, you know, I think people asked him, they were like, was there a doubt? Was there a low point? He goes, no low point. Just, we're going, yeah. we're going to the NFL. This is the mission. Like yeah. This is what we're going to do. And if, not, But then to have an alternative answer, like you said, well, if not, I'm going to be a fire chief. Yeah. Wow.
0: Like he just like, it's, very respectable every like, scenario thought. He's better out. at life than all of us, honestly. Like, absolutely. Dude, he's he's killing it. He obviously oh, yeah. will be killing it in the NFL too. But yeah, man, I, I loved Laiati Latu. His his podium, I mean, other than Giant Newton, who was just absolute electricity, Lattu was I came away, I was like, dude, that guy's awesome. Incredible. I would I'm rooting for that guy so hard right now. Um so obviously Combine is more than just podiums, more than guys just talking about that. So what do you think, who do you think are some of the guys this week, when we get to the workout portion, that one, can explode and have a great combine and move up boards, and two, who really needs a really good combine this week?
1: too? Um, I think I think Latu needs a solid combine yeah. still, like a solid one. I, he's not going to have the A-plus combine, but he does need to have a solid one. I, I'm very interested, in, we were watching tape of him earlier too, I'm very interested in Darius Robinson. Yep. There's been, since the Senior Bowl, a, a, just a rocket ascent up the boards right now, mm-hmm. possibly some teams talking about him in the top twenty. We were watching his power, like his sheer strength, yeah. is maybe unmatched in the entire class. It's. I think Jared versus the only other guy, maybe as strong as him. I mean, he's, this is a three hundred pound like cinder block. Man. Yeah. When he gets when he gets even just the one hand on you, I mean, manhandle an offensive lineman. But I'm curious to see how explosive he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cone drills with him, especially. I think there's a little bit of like it's not there's not a ton of fast twitch in his game. Yep. And if he comes out here. And then shows you some of that fast twitch exploding through the cone drills, through the 40, all that stuff. I, Darius Robinson could be a real riser if he can just add that. Because the power and the strength, is it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's, he is just like throwing dudes around. It's crazy. But if he can match it with – and he, needs, he does. He needs like a speed rush added yeah. to his game. If he can show something like that, and I'm curious, is he kind of where he weighs too? Because he's near – he's listed, I believe, at 295, and he yeah. might be near 300. We'll see. I might even take a few off of him to get just a little more of that speed. But if he can show some explosion here, he could absolutely sneak his way into the top 20 because there's a ceiling there that's really, really
0: nice. Yeah, we were watching him. We were watching his tape earlier, man, and it, it is stupid. He, he, Georgia, he was killing Georgia tackles out there, too. Yeah. And Georgia's got NFL offensive alignment all over the place there. But, yeah, you can check out, actually, we have the PFF Draft Guide available now by the great Trevor Sycamore, and he basically wrote the same thing for Darius Robinson, his profiles. Like, Again, yeah, the, the explosiveness is the question mark. So if he has a great combine – yeah, you can move up in a, in a wide-open edge class. I mean, nobody has a consensus edge one right now. Uh, that is definitely one guy. Um, I, I think a couple other guys, I think Latu's medicals are also huge, uh, more than the workout itself. I think Penix's medicals obviously are big. Um, and I also think a guy like Cooley McKinstry, dude, He's slipping out of first-round talks, too. I love Cooley. I still think you can make an argument for CB1 for him. Uh, The big question for him is speed. So if he runs a respectable 40, I think he'll, again, elevate into that CB1 status. But it's going to be interesting. I think the receiver class is really interesting. The coaches love the tackle class. So it's going to be an interesting uh, next couple days. I think think actually the tackle class, those are the two classes that were mentioned yesterday a
1: lot. The deep, deep receiver class. I I forget who it was. One GM said there's going to be guys all the way to the fifth round who are useful at receiver. Receiver. It's just a ton of receivers. The offensive tackle class was really what – it kind of surprised me a little bit because I think there's some – other than maybe alts at the top, there's kind of some mystery on the order. It's kind of about preference like some other positions too. But it, it was mentioned several times, at least four times I think yesterday, about how deep this offensive tackle class is. You mentioned another supreme athlete at that spot, Amarius Mims. The combine can be huge for yep. him. We have, it feels like every year we do see one offensive tackle – who explodes at the combine? I can think all the way back to Teron Armstead. Now he came out of a smaller school, but there's always a combine offensive lineman that you're just like, wow, like that dude fits in here, right? And, yep. and you've been talking about Amarius Mims. I'd be curious, obviously, to see how all of them test. Vilaga is a good athlete for his size. Olu's, too. A, Olu's a great athlete. Olu's too. a great athlete. Yeah. Like, uh, this Coaches and GMs right now, they're raving about this offensive tackle class. Yeah. I, I think there's some teams probably looking at that class maybe that we haven't been thinking even Terry Fontenot yesterday said you know our offensive line is probably our greatest strength but I'm not going to not look at that group if there's a way I can still improve my offensive line I, I would argue the second most important spot on the field behind quarterback mm-hmm. he goes I will look at it you know it- that tells me a lot because the Falcons have a top five offensive line yeah honestly and if he's looking at offensive linemen in this draft everybody is it's literally no everyone. question
0: Another guy I want to shout out, not just because I'm a Penn State fan, but I also think he could have maybe the best combine of anyone, is Chop Robinson. He could have, and he's kind of slipping on some boards right now for something, especially our board. I know uh, Trevor actually lowered him to the second round. I think he could re-enter first-round conference. He said at his podium, he said he wants to run a 4-4, jump at least 11 feet in the broad, which he's done before apparently, and he wants 38 to 40 inches in the vertical. He's an edge defender, by the way. So I think Chop Robinson could have a huge combine, and I honestly think he could re-enter – day one conversations, honestly.
1: There, Every year there are ceiling picks, right? I think we just mentioned Darius Robinson is one of those ceiling kind of picks. If you believe in it, some, some teams believe in ceiling. They're drafting for potential. They're drafting for two, three years down the road. Chop could be that guy because just smaller sample size because they had a lot of rotation on the D-line at Penn State, and he battled some injuries this year too. So yeah. like, the counting stats aren't that friendly to him. The athlete, the explosiveness, and just the sheer pass, pass rush ability, if a team did get him in the second round – Steel. Maybe the steel of the draft. Yeah. Honestly, just such he's the athlete you can take a chance
0: on like right, that. Before we go, out of the quarterbacks that are gonna be throwing, which is like Jason McCarthy, Spencer Rattler, I think Penix is throwing as yes. well. Who are you looking forward to seeing? Who you think could really emerge in this wide-open QB4 debate? We have now? I,
1: I think this, within the last few weeks, a lot of people disagree with me on this, but I, I really like Penix, man. I really I, I know you do. Obviously, got a cannon. I don't think he gets, it doesn't show up here, but I don't think he gets enough credit for the way he sees defenses, honestly. Like, full field reads, down the field, reading flat guys, reading safeties, just reading the entire defense, right? And, and, and. Look, Ryan Grubb's play calling was fantastic at Washington, but there's a lot there's a lot of NFL style concepts that he really had to had to like conceptualize and mm. process and do a lot. I, I think especially I think Penix on the boards, like behind the scenes on the whiteboards, could be really, really underrated and I, I just I still lean on him as my QB4 in this draft, to be honest with you, and I'm really excited to see what he puts
0: out there. Uh, Dude, him, I I think J.J. is going to wow people in the the throwing portion as well. So I I think it's going to be a really, really fun quarterback session. I know Caleb's not working out. I know Jaden's not working out. I know Drake's not working out. A lot of top guys are not working out. Marvin Harrison Jr. is not working out either. Uh, but we are going to see some some under-the-radar guys, really I think, emerge in this comment. So it'll be a lot of fun. But that's what we got. We have a mock draft, I think, next week. We decided on that. Post-Combine mock. Post-Combine mock. Yeah. Post-Combine oh, mock. Me hot. I can't wait for that. But we got that next week. So make sure you subscribe to the channel. Subscribe to all the audio channels as well. Google, Apple, Spotify, whatever. Uh, but, yeah, man, from the NFL Combine, we are having an absolute blast right now. It's going to be a hell of a week that we got coming up. So for Producer Eli, Producer Quinn, Dolan Wassman. I'm Max Chadwick. We'll see you guys next time.